Chapter Twenty Five of the Convict by G. P. R. James. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Five. At the end of the stone passage, Edgar found Martin Oldkirk waiting for him, and proceeding in silence, they issued forth from the old workhouse, but not by the front entrance, passing through a small door at the back, the key of which the countryman seemed to possess for his own private use as he put it in his pocket after having turned it in the lock as soon as they were a few steps from the building edgar turned towards his companion saying i must find lane the blacksmith to-night i suppose my shortest way is through langley no sir answered oldkirk i will show you a shorter way than that and i had better go with you too for if i don't you'll not make much of edward lane we must take the first turning through the fields there's a stile a couple of hundred yards up without reply edgar proceeded along the road and they had nearly reached the stile of which oldkirk spoke when four or five men and a little boy sprang out from the hedge upon them two of them seized edgar by the collar and though he made an effort to shake himself free it is probable he would have offered no violent resistance if oldkirk had not struck violently right and left knocking down one of the assailants and severely hurting another the men struck again in their own defence and a general scuffle took place in the midst of which without knowing from what hand it came edgar received a severe blow on the head from a stick the fire flashed from his eyes his brain seemed to reel and everything passing from his sight he fell senseless to the ground when mr adelon recovered his recollection he could not for some minutes conceive where he was for all the objects around were new and strange to him he was stretched upon a bed in a large but low-roofed room with a woman and two men standing by him and applying some cold lotions to his head his brain seemed confused and dizzy and a violent aching pain over his brows showed him that he had been very severely handled the remembrance of all that had occurred came back to him almost immediately and turning to one of the men he demanded where he was and why he had been so assaulted you are at farmer grange's for the present master replied the man and no one would have hurt you if you had not resisted we came out to get hold of a party of those chartists who were charged with being concerned in that business at barhampton and if you choose to go consorting with them you must take the consequences have you a warrant demanded edgar raising himself on the bed we've got warrants against five or six on em answered the man martin oldkirk neddy lane eaton and others have you a warrant against me demanded edgar though i need not ask the question for i know very well you have not as to that i can't say was the man's answer for i don't know who you are yet but you were consorting with one of em at all events you know very well that i am sir arthur adelon's son replied the young gentleman and i demand that you show me your warrant against me if you have one i shall submit to the law of course but if you have not i insist upon your suffering me to go home directly that i shan't do you may be sure said the man i don't know who you are or anything about you and i shall wait till the constable of the hundred comes back at all events he's gone to barhampton to find a surgeon for your head that you would have broke whether we liked it or no 
he won't be long i dare say and you must stay quiet till he returns resistance would be in vain edgar well knew and he was forced to submit though most unwillingly but gradually a stronger power mastered him violent and general headache came on a sensation of feverish languor spread over his limbs and by the time that the little clock which was ticking against the wall struck two he felt that he was almost incapable of moving in about half an hour afterwards the head constable of the hundred came back from barhampton with the surgeon who was accustomed to attend sir arthur adelon's family and after examining his patient's head and having felt his pulse asking two or three questions at the same time as to what sensations he experienced he drew forth his lancet and proceeded according to the old practice to bleed his patient largely whether the custom of so doing be good or not edgar adelon certainly felt great relief though a degree of faint drowsiness spread over him at the same time to his inquiry as to whether he could not be moved to brandon the surgeon shook his head saying impossible and edgar then proceeded to complain of the manner in which he had been treated by the constable and those who accompanied him in the midst of his statement however the overpowering sensation of weariness which he felt prevailed over even anger on his own account and anxiety for his friend his eyelids dropped heavily once or twice and he fell into a profound sleep when he woke on the following morning it was broad daylight and he found mr filmer sitting by his bedside his head still ached but he felt better than on the preceding night and a long explanation ensued as to the occurrences which had brought him into the state in which mr filmer found him as it was clear no warrant was out against him and the men who had apprehended him had retired from the farmhouse somewhat apprehensive of the consequences of what they had done edgar expressed his determination to rise immediately and pursue the object which he had in view when he was seized he explained in general terms to his companion the nature of the business he was upon and no arguments of the priest bearing upon the state of his own health and the danger of the step he proposed would have had any effect had not mr filmer added the assurance that mr dudley's trial would not come on for several days as he had received intimation that very morning that it was far down on the list and that all the chartists who had been taken at barhampton were to be proceeded against in the first instance besides edgar he said the object you have in view can perhaps be more easily attained if you will tell me the name of the man you are seeking i will go to him myself and find means one way or another to bring him hither to speak to you the idea seemed to edgar a good one for in truth he felt little equal to the task and after a few words more of explanation mr filmer set out upon his errand as he went edgar turned his eyes towards the clock and perceived to his surprise that it was nearly noon but the priest did not return till the sky was beginning to grow grey and then brought the unpleasant intelligence that edward lane was nowhere to be found he has probably heard of there being a warrant out against him mr filmer said and has concealed himself till these assizes are over knowing well as we all know that it is one of the bad customs of this country whatever be the government to let political offenders off easily if they avoid the first pursuit of justice 
while those who are early apprehended have the law administered not only with strictness but with passion i must find him at all events said edgar and that speedily i shall know where he is by to-morrow morning replied mr filmer with a meaning smile i have directed several shrewd and trustworthy members of my own flock who know him well to obtain information and communicate it to me at once i will let you know my dear son so make your mind easy for not an hour shall elapse after i have received the intelligence before it is in your possession again edgar adelon suffered himself to be tranquillized by assurances which would have had no effect had he not been enfeebled by illness the next morning when he woke his headache was gone and his mind was fresh and clear but he still felt very feeble and willingly lay in bed till the good farmer's wife brought his breakfast and the hour appointed for the surgeon's visit had nearly come he wondered indeed that mr filmer had not been with him that eda had neither come nor sent and the doubts which she had raised regarding the sincerity of the priest began to recur unpleasantly to his mind he became uneasy restless and when the medical man at length arrived three-quarters of an hour after his time he shook his head saying you are not quite so well to-day mr adelon and must remain perfectly quiet it is lying here idle answered edgar adelon when i have many important things to do i should be quite well were i up you must rise on no account to-day replied the surgeon and indeed i am very glad to find that you did not get up which i almost anticipated you might do as i am a little later than the hour i appointed i know your impatient spirit of old my young friend and he smiled facetiously i certainly thought you never would come replied edgar and the surgeon fearful that he might have given some offence to the son of a wealthy patient hastened to explain the fact is he said that i was anxious to hear the trial of some of these chartists and rode over to blank early this morning i was detained however longer than i expected by a poor woman who is suffering under but what came of them exclaimed edgar adelon eagerly well knowing that when the worthy gentleman got upon an interesting case there was no end of it the chartists i mean were any of the trials over oh no answered the surgeon their trials are put off till the next assizes the case of your acquaintance mr dudley was just coming on i should have stayed on to hear it if i had had time but as i promised to be over here by eleven i hurried away otherwise i would have brought you all the news he spoke in the most commonplace tone in the world and edgar at that moment hated him mortally but he said not another word and kept his eyes shut almost all the time that his surgeon remained as if he were inclined to go to sleep again as soon as the man of healing was gone however he sprang up in his bed hurried on his clothes and without even waiting to wash himself or brush his hair surprised the good woman of the house by appearing in the kitchen of the farm la sir she exclaimed i am glad to see you up again i hope you're better oh yes quite well now thank you mrs grange replied the young gentleman with a swimming head and a feeling of faint weakness in all his limbs i am going out to take a ride if your husband will lend me a horse that he will i am sure sir answered the farmer's wife 
and running to the window of the kitchen she screamed out into the yard grange grange here is mr adelon quite well again and wants you to lend him your nag to take a ride certainly wife answered the farmer coming out of the barn on the opposite side of the court when will he like him directly answered edgar adelon eagerly and speaking over the good woman's shoulder it will refresh me and do me good he shall be up in a minute then sir answered the farmer i am glad to see you well again i'll just take some of the hair off his heels and comb out his mane a bit but edgar did not stay to hear more and hurrying back into the room to which he had been first taken sought for his hat which he found sadly battered and soiled without waiting even to brush off the dirt he proceeded at once to cut short the farmer's unnecessary preparations and mounting the horse as soon as he could obtain it rode away at a quick trot towards the county town he knew not what he sought he had no definite object in going but he felt that he had been deceived that he had been kept in idleness while the fate of his friend was in jeopardy and his impatience increased every moment till the farmer's nag was pushed into an unwanted gallop he slackened his pace a little it is true as he entered the town but still rode very fast to an inn close by the courts and ringing the bell furiously gave his horse to the hostler in a few moments he was pushing his way through the crowd in the entrance and the next instant he caught sight of dudley standing with his arms crossed upon his chest and his eyes fixed upon the jury-box his brow was calm but very stern there was no fear in his fine eyes but they were grave even to sadness on the opposite side were the jury with their foreman leaning a little forward and at the same instant a voice coming from just below the bench demanded in a loud tone how say you gentlemen of the jury guilty or not guilty guilty of manslaughter my lord replied the foreman the eyes of edgar adelon turned dim his brain reeled and he fell back amongst the crowd without uttering a word End of chapter twenty five